You're listening to an audio message from The Well, a gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com. Morning. Morning. Hammer principle. If you don't listen, I'm coming for you. Average hammer, regular hammer. In fact, it's a well-worn old hammer, a little bit loose in the head. Uh, but you know, an extraordinary carpenter could come in here, could take even this average hammer and do some pretty outstanding work. Agreed? Now, once that work was done, we wouldn't look at the work that was done and say, wow, what a hammer! No, we'd say, wow, what an extraordinary, what a carpenter. They'd be able to take such an average tool and do such extraordinary work. I'd like to share that because I want to be right up front with you. I'm just an average tool. Faded, grayed, a little bit loose in my head sometimes. But I happen to know an extraordinary carpenter. And his name is Jesus. My desire today is that uh, what goes on in this time would not call attention to me, his tool, but to him, the carpenter. But you know, a good carpenter, when uh, he comes and does his work, uh, doesn't bring just one tool. Brings a toolbox, doesn't he? He can't do... a good job on most things that need to be done with just one tool, with one hammer. So he brings a toolbox of tools. I like that because it reminds us that I'm not the only tool here that he wants that's belongs to him and part of his toolbox. I'm glad to have a chance to share with the well toolbox and some others who have kind of wandered in here today. But let's think about this. Toolbox. When and how do we become a part of his toolbox? Ephesians chapter number 2 says, It is by grace we are saved by faith, not of ourselves. It is a gift from God. Not of works that we should not boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good good works that he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It says here that we who are in Christ, we are his workmanship, we are his tools. So if you're here and you're in Christ, not by the works you've done, but by his grace, then friends, you are a tool in his toolbox. You're a tool that he wants to use. Now let's Kind of touch base on how can we know for sure that we're in him. Patrick's done a great job today just planting seeds of the gospel in, the, in, in what he's read and what he's shared. Let me just kind of reiterate that, go over that, and show that just a little bit. Ephesians 1, which comes before Ephesians 2, uh, verse 13, it says, In him you also, after listening to the truth, the message and the good news of salvation, the gospel of salvation, Having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of God. So this being brought into Christ is a matter of making sure we've heard the gospel. 
as Patrick's pointed out to us today, the good news starts with bad news. Gospel just means good news. The good news starts with bad news. Uh, let's see if we can picture this for a moment. The, the canister that's up here on the top of the, of the speaker over here, let's say that represents the Lord God. And most of you may not be able to see this, but over here, down over here, that's a little canister that represents you and me. And see, the good news starts out with bad news. Patrick's already alluded to it. For all, for all have and what? Fallen short of the glory, fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death or separation from Almighty God. This pictures that separation. And we've already read, uh, quoted out of Ephesians 2. What can we do? What works can we do to bridge the gap? What's that? There's not a thing we can do. There's a, not enough we can do to bridge the gap from getting over there the connection with him. That's the bad news. But the good news is this, that God so loved the... I'm moving, Stephanie, I'm moving. <laughs> Came into the world. He came to us. We just got through celebrating last weekend. What? He died on that cross, didn't he? On Good Friday. What do we call Good Friday? Good Friday hit me one day. I had two brothers growing up. I deserved what I got lots of times, which was a punishment. That day and age, a little swat on that, well, dear ear. But anyway... Neither, neither one of my brothers ever volunteered to take a spanking for me. They never did. If they have, you know what I'd have called that day? A good day. I deserve separation from him. But he went to the cross, and he took my punishment for me. No wonder we call it Good Friday. As we shared and celebrated last Sunday, he didn't stay dead, did he? Rose up from the dead. And he is here, knocking on our heart's door, wanting in. Who can let him into your heart? Can I let him into your heart? Can you let him into my heart? Has to be us, doesn't it? When we hear the good news, as we've heard today, as we believe and we embrace and accept Jesus, as the leader of our life and the forgiver of our sins, our Lord and Savior. You know what happens? When we accept him, he comes into us. And then as it says there in Ephesians 1.13, he brings us into him and seals us there with his Holy Spirit. What's going to get us out of there? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Is that good news? And if we're in Him, sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of God, friends, we are. And if you have made that choice for yourself, you've made that commitment, then friends, you are a part of His toolbox. He is one that He wants to use you to help others and others to help you. That's what His family, that's what we are to be all about. That's what the well is to be all about. And then to reach others within a yard of the gates of I brought a friend with me today. I wasn't sure I was going to use this friend, but 
in the lights that the kids are still here. I mean, what could I do? But not be a friend. This is my friend Clyde. Kids of all ages. Clyde is a caterpillar. Clyde is a caterpillar, but in the worst sort of way. He wants to be a butterfly. What would be butterfly? He wants to be a butterfly in the worst sort of way. So he decides if he thinks butterfly thoughts. I'm a butterfly. 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 Butterfly. Does that make him a butterfly? He decides if he hangs around with other butterflies. So he goes where the butterflies are and hangs around with them. Does that make him a butterfly? He decides if he sings butterfly songs. Does that make him a butterfly? If he has an idea, he'll fly like a butterfly. So he climbs way up on a limb. He thinks his best butterfly thoughts. I'm a butterfly, I'm a butterfly, I'll spread my wings. He thinks his legs are his wings. I'll spread my wings and I'll soar like a butterfly. So he counts to three, jumps. He flaps his legs, which he thinks are his wings. Does he become a butterfly and fly? He crashes the the ground, doesn't end his life, but it breaks ten of his legs. So he's in the hospital for three months. He gets out of the hospital, he's really discouraged. He doesn't think he'll ever become a butterfly. He doesn't never, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never. But he begins to get this urge, this kind of pull inside he doesn't even really know it, but it's to accept a gift that God had for him there all the time. But, he, oh, this can't be right. This can't be right. He fights it off, fights it off, but he finally gives into it. And he climbs up, back up on a branch. This is not time to fly, but to hang upside down. Then he takes this gift from God, this yucky stuff, and he starts weaving it all around himself. And he gets closed in a cocoon. <laughs> Takes a little nap. (laughs) Then he begins to stretch and stretch and stretch and stretch, and he comes out of that cocoon. (laughs) He's now a butterfly. Crazy part of the story, you're not going to believe this. He now thinks he's a caterpillar. Thinking he's a caterpillar, will it make him a caterpillar? But if he thinks he's a caterpillar, how's he going to live? He will be a butterfly, but he'll live like a caterpillar. Exactly. Yeah. If you found my friend Clyde, now the butterfly, living like a caterpillar, what would you want to tell him? That's right. If you get a mirror, what would you do? Look, buddy, you are a Knowing the truth could set that butterfly free to flip and fly, flip and fly. Wait a minute. Isn't there a verse in the Bible that says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation? New creation. Friends, there's too many of us who are those new creations who still think of ourselves as caterpillars, as who we were. And we're living like who we were rather than like who we are. I've not even got to the sermon yet. That's okay. There's a gift that God has given us 
as his new creations that are that's as important to us as wings are to a butterfly. Can you imagine a butterfly without wings? No. That's part of who it is. There is a gift that God has given to us that is important to us as wings are to a butterfly. I mean, we just wouldn't be a new creation without this gift from God. That gift is the Holy Spirit. We hear the good news, believe the good news, we're sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit. And today, that's who our focus is going to be on today a bit. This Holy Spirit of God. And uh, as a tool, from the toolbox, again, tools are different from one another. The tool called Pastor Joe, he stands up here, he'll get three or four or five books out there on the platform, and he'll just word by word take a passage with you, won't he? Boy, he's good. God's made him very good at that. And Joe is a yielded tool, is being used by the carpenter to do some pretty outstanding work by that. And then every once in a while, as a fill-in called Patrick, does pretty much the same thing, able to take that word and break it out. That's not the way he has wired me as a tool. I'm a storier. It's stories that resonate with me and that he has, he has called me, in a sense, equipped me as a, as a tool of his in sharing stories and us being awake to the narrative, to the story of God's Word, because God's Word is a story. One wonderful story, filled with stories, all meant to make a difference with our story. So today, I would like to step into a character that we meet on the pages of Scripture. And... uh, This is a story that I believe God laid on my heart. The skeleton of it is rooted in Scripture. There is around that root of Scripture, and what we find in this story, the root of Scripture, part of what I imagine. Um, I'll try when I step out of this character to highlight to make sure you know what I don't know, but what I've imagined what we do know from what Scripture says. And I need your imagination today because you're going to be a part of what we're doing here today because I want you to pretend with me that, uh, that we are alive in about 70 A.D. I want you to pretend that you are uh, as those who are new in Christ, Uh, you've heard that there's still one person left that you've read about and heard about who was around when Jesus was around. All the rest of them are gone. This one's left. And you've heard that the emperor has put them off on some island, Patmos. So you're so interested in hearing this guy firsthand that you make a journey to go see this guy. So that's the part you're doing. You're imagining you're a journey or a pilgrim in search of some truth and answers and some insights, story. And let me for a moment 
flip this storytelling robe on, and as I do, I'll slip into the part of the character that is on that island. And let's see what my character might have to share with your character. Well, hi, welcome. <laughs> we don't get many visitors this way. We're glad you stopped by. What? Oh, you're here to see that guy? Uh, that one that was around when, when Jesus was around, who followed after Jesus. You're looking for him? You found him. It's me. What? I'd love to tell you some of that story. I just noticed you came in on your boat. Are, do you want to just stop, maybe get something to eat, take a rest, and then we can get on with this a little bit more? <laughs> you want to get started right now, don't you? I can see it in your faces. All right. What? Yeah, that was me up on the hill there. I saw your boat coming in. What was I doing up there? Doing what I do from time to time. Just going up there and standing in the wind. Sometimes it almost blows me over. Some days it's so gentle I can barely feel. Why in the world would I do that? Oh, goodness. You come to hear about him, haven't you? Let me start with something that's pretty basic. Let me start in my childhood. I, I, was, I was raised by a fisherman. My brother and I, we liked to hang around with two other sons of fishermen. Uh, and their two, those two brothers and us two brothers, we liked to hang around and just play and do all kinds of things. Now, three of us brothers were kind of loud and rambunctious. In fact, my brother and I had a nickname, the Sons of Thunder. <laughs> I think we were more noise than anything else. But anyway, uh, and the, one of the brother brothers, he was kind of the same sort of way. The one the other one was quieter, more studious. I'll get to him in just a little bit. But we loved to be outside. We loved, and then for a while, they put us in synagogue school. And in synagogue school, we found the teachers there. They took, they took the laws, thou shalt, thou shalt not, thou shalt, thou shalt not. They, they stiffened them up. And they made it absolutely boring. I mean, my mommy and daddy, my grandparents taught me stories of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of God creating, of God moving, of God shaping. Wow, they were exciting. So, how could they take something so exciting and make it so boring? I don't know, but they did. And we just wanted to be outside. It was just, it was, we just put up with it as long as we could. And finally, they, they were done with us, and we were done with them. And we got to go do what we wanted to do all along. That was go fishing with our dads. <laughs> Love to be outside with our dad. We love to be outside, out there on the lake, out there with the wind. We began to learn early on. Our dads began to teach us how important it was to interact with and know the wind. 
to let us know very early that it wasn't our job to make the wind go where we wanted it to go, but to be sensitive to what the wind was doing and set sail and go with the wind, to be ready and to know that we couldn't make the wind do what we wanted to do. I mean, sometimes we want the wind to be nice and calm so we can throw out our nets and catch some fish. Other days we want to be blown hard so we get moved across the lake to where we can go catch some fish. You know, some of those days we want to blow hard. And some days we wanted it to uh, blow hard. It would be very soft. We couldn't control it. It was magnificent. It was unpredictable. It was wonderful. It was, it was at times messy and hard. We began to find out, sometimes we, the four of us, the two brothers' sets would get into a boat. We'd try to go out and do some fishing, and we found out very early we could not determine, we couldn't make a vote, we couldn't, be, we couldn't scream at it enough to make the wind do what we wanted to do to go where we wanted to go. No! <sighs> but yet there was something alive and dynamic about we realized along the way that was part of God's creation. God was like that. Live and dynamic. Real. Wonderful. I told you about the studious one. Some of our four of us guys. The rest of us, as soon as we got to synagogue school, we kind of put that behind. Oh, we'd go to Sabbath. We'd go to synagogue on Sabbath, but no, 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 no. He studied. He studied about Moses. He studied about the prophecy of a new Moses. New Messiah coming. And he studied and looked. And he came back one day just really excited and told the rest of us, I found him, I found him, I sure it's him. It's got to be him. And, and, and his brother and my brother were both busy. I said, well, I'll go along with you. Well, it was just wonderful because this guy was great. I mean, he was wild, rambunctious, but, his, but he ate locusts and wild honey. Can you believe that? Had some of a fancy leather coat. And he just, whoa, he whoa, he let him go. He let those, he let, the, you know, those those stiff law keepers I tell you about. Whoa, he gave him a word or two. Ah, yeah. This, is a, this had to be him. We were sure it was him. Until one day say he said it wasn't him. <laughs> but we were curious enough now. We kept coming back. Because he gave a hint that he wasn't him, but maybe he was going to be ahead of him. I was there with him that day. This guy comes over the hill. Ordinary looking guy. Old John the Baptizer points at him and says, that's him. <laughs> I'm not so sure. My buddy and I, we just started following him. He stopped and said, what are you doing? Well, we're, we're wanting to come along with you. He said, well, come on. Come on. Because un unlike John the Baptizer, totally different found he was from Nazareth. Can you believe it? Nazareth? <laughs> Carpenter. Yet there was something about him. Before that day was over, we were convinced, my friend Andrew and I, we were convinced. We couldn't wait to tell our brothers. <laughs> they thought we were crazy until we introduced them. Oh, those days, just beginning to know him, Beginning to know him. <laughs> Other friend, Andrew's brother, he was stubborn, stubborn, stubborn. It wasn't until a fishless night and 
this guy knowing where the fish was that convinced him maybe. And so when this Jesus comes along one day and says, come follow me, just left our nets and started following. How can I explain it to you? I don't know if I can explain it to you. But but but, but what captures it for me, for me, is that it, it hit me one day. He's like wind with skin on. He's like wind with skin on. We couldn't make him do what we wanted him to do. It wasn't our job. Our job was to follow him. Just like our job was to not make the wind go where we wanted to go, but to catch the wind, to go with the wind. Our job was to go with him. And he wouldn't, because some days, some days we'd want him to bust out and be loud. But there was one day we wanted to wipe out this village. Whoopa! <laughs> he didn't do it. Another day, he goes into the temple, starts over the tables and stuff. We thought, be a little bit quieter here. You get us in trouble. <laughs> Didn't do, wouldn't do what we wanted to do. When we wanted to do it. Oh, the magnificence of following him, learning from him, and camping out under the stars with him. I wish I could say that we were just all really good people. <laughs> Got in one argument one day, who was the greatest? Gonna have an arm wrestling contest. Greatest. <laughs> we were a mess. Kept on loving us. He kept on leading us. <sighs> okay. There was this time. This one of these stiff law keeper guys had come and approached Jesus. And, and I was the one who liked to stick with Jesus as close as I could. And so after that guy left, I went up, what was that all about? Jesus says he was looking for the kingdom of heaven. I said, why'd you tell him? Said, Anyone has the kingdom of heaven has to be born of water, but also of the wind. What? Born of the wind? First time I heard him talk about wind. Born of the wind? He said, anyone who's of the kingdom is like those who are born of the wind. And like the wind, you can't tell where it's going or where it's not going. I say, oh, tell me about it. I know all about that. Jesus, I was a fisherman. And so is it with those who are born of the wind. Born of the wind, like the wind. Ah. <laughs> there was a lot he said, didn't you? Got him. Oh. And then they came that week. It was Passover week. And we were coming to a climax. We were sure that the new Moses was about ready to burst forth. I mean, we'd come into the city on that day. He'd be riding that simple little donkey. He was always doing things he wasn't supposed to do. How about a stallion, Jesus? That'd be better. No, a little donkey? That's another story. Anyway. Hosanna, Hosanna. They'd be in a yell. No one knows who he was. Palm leaves. Cloaks down before him. Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. Yes. Yes, we were sure. We were so. This was Passover time. What a great time to burst out and show himself to overcome not the Egyptians, but the Romans this time. We were so sure. We were so close. It came that night of Passover, that night that we partook the wine and the bread, reminding us the blood over the. Reminding us. We were so excited. It was like. And that night, again and again and again, he kept talking about wind. He kept talking about 
wind, about holy winds, set apart wind, uh, that which will guide into truth, that will, who will be truth, that will be a helper, a counselor, a paraclete, one called alongside. He kept talking about this, this wind, this holy wind person. He said, he said it was to our advantage that he left because if he didn't go, then he wouldn't be able to send this parent. No, he can't go. You're no. <sighs> didn't get it, obviously. Get it. Much about him that night. But that was forgot about. It was only hours after that. He was arrested. He was beat on. Nailed to a cross. I was standing there next to his mama. Our hearts breaking. No, we were so sure he was, but no, he couldn't be. He even screamed it out, my God, my God, why is so forsaken? Yeah, why God? Why are you doing this? Why? He's Messiah, don't you know? We didn't understand it. We didn't understand it. And he breathed no more. No! You've made this journey because you know the rest of the story, don't you? We didn't know it. Can't take you back there without how lost we were, heartbroken we were. Then the ladies come knocking. They'd been to the tomb. The stone was moved. It was empty. Peter and I ran like a flash. I was faster than him, but not quite as bold. I stood at the door and just kind of looked in. Peter, boom! I went there. I could tell you so much. We'll get to that later. I just let me chase this rabbit for a bit more. He showed up. Door didn't even open. There he was. There he was. Those days. Did you know he spent weeks with us? Days with us. And we thought this time we could hold on to him, but he made it very clear he was leaving. It was better that we did. Better that he did. Better that I didn't get it, didn't get it. But he, then he began to talk about the wind again. He said he would go, the wind would come. He said when the power of the wind came, we would be his witnesses. We would talk and be his witnesses. You know, he had said earlier that with this holy wind, we would talk about him, we would know of him, we would speak of him. He had said that before. Now he was saying it again. That we'd be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the world. No, what? There he went. He said to wait. After he left, said, wait. We waited, prayed. Then we were in that upper room. Waiting and praying. He showed. How he first showed himself. Mighty wind, tongues of fire. He was the one showing up in ways we never expected. <laughs> and in that moment, oh, oh, how can I? I don't know. 
You know, I told you, he said it was to our advantage that he left. It was in that moment, in the moments that followed that I began to realize he was knowing what he was talking about. Because, friends, when he was with us in the flesh, all he could be is in one place at one time. If he was with me, he couldn't be with my brother. If he was with Peter, he couldn't be with us. If he, he could only be where he was. But you know what? As he left, as he's come now by his spirit, his holy breath, his holy wind, he can be wherever we are. question is, will we be where he is? And we can't make him go where we want him to go. But he invites us to where he is. Not a matter of getting him to bless us and what we want, but the glory of getting in on the blessing of following him, lifting up Jesus. Oh, I did mention to you earlier, one thing that my dad did set us down and he would tell us stories about what the wind had done in the past on the lake. He said, learn the lessons from what the wind has done. Not that you can expect it to do the same thing today, but learning what it's done will help you be ready for what the wind might do today. And he said, then you need to make sure you've got things in the boat to be ready for what the wind may do tomorrow, but you can't guarantee what the wind will do tomorrow. So you need to be fully in the moment with the wind now, but learning from what's been, getting ready for what might be, but don't miss what is. Come here for stories, haven't you? I'll be glad to tell you stories, stories of what's been. Walked with us, walked with us, ride with us, camped with us, fished with us. I'll be glad to tell you what he taught. I'll have to tell you some of the ways that we were rascals too. On loving us, I'll be glad to tell you. And we learn from those stories, but we aren't here to repeat those stories. We want to be ready for what may well be coming. But friends, in and learning from what's been and getting ready for what might be. Let's not miss him. Let's not miss what he wants to. I told you Jesus was like the wind with skin on. You know what we learned from Jesus? The Spirit of God is a person without skin. Are you hearing me? Holy Spirit shows us that God is a person without skin. Not an impersonal rule giver. No, he's a person. He showed us the sort of person Father God is. Oh, get this, get this, get this. Jesus came to show us the Father. Jesus sent us the Spirit that we might get to know Jesus so we get to know the Father, Father, Son, and Holy. We win. <laughs> You gotta be hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> Why don't we go get something to eat and we'll come back around and finish this up some more. Uh, but I hope you've heard what let's join him today, shall we? Got for us today. Yeah, we'll learn from yesterday. I'll tell you those stories. Let's be ready.
I don't know if who might have been pilgrims seeking out John on the Isle of Patmos. I don't know. I don't know all the things that John thought as he heard Jesus talk about the holy pneuma, Greek word that means spirit, but also means wind. That's where my imagination goes a little bit wondering what would a fisherman who dealt with wind every day think when he heard the word pneuma? I don't know for sure. I don't know all the things that John felt and felt that, but the skeleton of what I've shared with you is as you have received Christ, as I've received Christ, friends, we have been indwelt by For them to see Jesus was to see the Father. For us to have the Spirit is to have Jesus. Father, Son, During the next year, you're going to continue to do with Pastor Joe, Patrick and Times, Whoever else might fill in, they will be tools who will continue to work through the book of Acts. Joe said it will take about a year. Um, the guy took years for revisions and never finished it, but that's another story. Anyway, <clears throat> what is the book of Acts? What is the book of Acts? It is stories of what. I know it says, Acts of the Apostles. Look in your Bibles. Many of it will say that in the top, Acts of the Apostles. <clears throat> Friends, it is not primarily the Acts of the Apostles. It's the Acts of the Apostles indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God. They set sail to move with the Holy Wind. And as they did, they went from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the world. And did they do it cleanly, openly, without mess? No! I've tuned into some of Joe's messages, messages on the messes that came these guys tried to work it out through the world. But you know what? Their messes didn't keep the Spirit of God from moving. Let's celebrate. Let's look. Let's learn in this next year from stories. As you go to those stories, I pray God will haunt you positively with pictures of this holy wind. We live in the state of Nebraska. What do we have in Nebraska? Wind! You can barely get in today. I loved it because I knew what God had me going to talk about. As I was standing there in the wind, I said, this imagery has impacted my life so deeply over these last little bit of time. Because any time now that I'm out in the wind, when it's calmer than I want to be or more brisk than I hoped it would be, reminds me that's just like the holy wind. Just like I can't tell the wind what to do, I need to adjust and move with. I cannot tell, and I'm not to tell <clears throat> the Holy Wind, the Holy Spirit, Jesus in us and around us and with us. 
I'm not to tell him what to do, but I'd be sensitive and set my sail and move with him and what he wants. It's not my job to get him to go with me, but my great privilege and blessing to get in on what he's up to, to join him. I pray he'll positively haunt you after this day. Nebraska folk, not in the wind. That wind hits you. I pray the Spirit, the holy wind, you bring up to your mind. And in that moment, you'll be there in that moment with him. Because wherever you are, he... So there is getting into Scripture, into the Gospels, <laughs> into Acts. To hurt. You're listening to an audio message from The Well, a gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com.